Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, let's do it. First Timothy chapter three. Um, so letter written to Timothy. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad I didn't offend too many people yesterday, particularly ladies. I, I mean, I didn't write the second chapter. Um, some of that's some of the most difficult stuff to understand and read and discern. So you're back. So we good. We good. Um, so. Yeah, I, I highly commend the wafer to you. The way the pumpkin wafer that I had, I um, maybe tomorrow I can bring the package with me so you can see it and find. I, I don't know where I, Cody brought them in here. I don't know where he got them from. Heaven, probably. Um, and then I think um, Jesus came and delivered them to him. Um, but I am I'm very thankful for them. Um, but chapter, <laughs> chapter three, <laughs> um, yeah, remember, so Timothy is a pastor in Ephesus. Ephesus has a, a, a shrine, a temple to Artemis, Diana, same thing. And, um, so, you know, Paul gave some instructions yesterday, as we read yesterday about, uh, men and women in worship. Today, uh, talking about leadership in the church. So, yeah. So, qualifications for leaders. Let's do it. You know what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. So, we're glad uh, to read, be doing this together. Thank you for being on today. Hump day, Wednesday. Here is a trustworthy saying. Have you noticed he, he says this little phrase a lot? Here is a here's a trustworthy saying and worthy of full acceptance. He says it like three or four times through the letter to Timothy. Maybe that's uh, Paul's variation of ver- version of "Can I get an amen?" <laughs> or "Come on, somebody." Man, that's what Paul's saying. Back then, it was like, "This is a trustworthy saying and and is worthy of full acceptance." Can I get an amen? Come on, somebody. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but anyway, he starts it off again. Here's a trustworthy saying. Whoever aspires to be a an overseer, an episkopos, episkopos, that's the Greek word. You want to be an episkopos? <laughs> if you want to be an episkopos, you desire a noble thing. It's a noble task. To be an overseer, uh, sometimes translation translated bishop, um, overseer. It literally means overwatcher, episcopus. So, if you desire to be an episcopus, overseer, you desire a noble task. Verse two. Now, an episcopus. 
Episcopos, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe a little more O's. Episcopos. Um, an overseer is above reproach. Okay, was above reproach. You know, it's like they don't have any glaring um, offenses. They, they, they live with a high level of integrity. They don't try to find the minimum. Like, what can I do to get by? They live with a high level of integrity. Above reproach. Um, faithful to his wife. Literally means a, a one, one, one wife, one wife, man, one wife, one wife kind of man. You know what I mean? Like, uh, doesn't necessarily mean they have to be married, but it means um, that <laughs> if you're married one woman, <laughs> uh, you know, you're faithful. Yeah, elder is another term. Uh, yeah, overseer, elder, um, bishop, all used to translate this word, episcopos. Um, they should be temperate. You gotta be chill, bro. You gotta be chill. You can't be like all over the place. You don't want a leader that's like crazy, like crazy, like hyper and then down and then high and then low and then like you never know what you're gonna get. You gotta be temperate. You gotta have some. You gotta have some chill to you. <laughs> temperate. A a a a calm demeanor. Uh, self-controlled, can't be going off the handle, self-controlled, self-controlled physically, emotionally, financially, in each area, important area of your life, you need to be self-control, self-control, respectable, they need to be respectable, why, because they're going to be, Paul going to tell us later, because they represent the church, man, that's why, um, Hospitable, be willing to welcome the outsider, welcome the stranger. Um, so yeah, you gotta be willing to, you know, welcome the uh, welcome the stranger and um, invite new people in. Hospitable, able to teach. If you're gonna be an overseer, you gotta be able to teach. Um, not given to drunkenness, can be out all being drunk, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, can be, uh, you know, someone who's throwing stuff, breaking stuff, you know, given to fits of rage. On Facebook. <laughs> uh, right? Not given to fits of rage, not given, not given to anger. Violent. Not violent, but gentle. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say yesterday. I made, I made a post on Facebook yesterday. Got some comments, got some feedback. I just trying to make just trying to kind of make make a statement. It's like if 
you know, people make decisions all the time on the vaccine or not the vaccine or mask or not mask. I told you already I've been vaccinated. I don't regret it. I love Jesus more now than I did before. But if you don't get vaccinated, it don't. It doesn't matter to me. That's your decision. It's your choice. But I don't need a grand meta narrative how this is the, the, the battle between good and evil and I'm on the good side and they're on the evil side because of my decision. No, you don't need all that. Just prayerfully, thoughtfully research the issue and follow your conscience. You don't need a grand conspiracy. Actually, it looks ridiculous. That was my point. That's all I was saying. Anyway, anyway, um, let your yes be yes and your no be no. You don't need all that. You don't need all that. And you're not a hero for the decision you made. I, I, that, that, I'm, I'm, people make make it sound like they're heroes because of the decision they made. They're standing against the man, or they're you know, or they they're saving their neighbor. And they just be you're making a decision you think is good for you and wise for you. That's it. That's it. You think it's what God wants you to do? Then do it. And you and look, my morning Bible study people, I love you guys. So you you know, make sure you make sure you make sure you know this. Whether you get a shot or not, whether you say no, I'm not taking that vaccine, or you say yes, I'm going to take this vaccine for my for my own health and the health of others. If you whatever you decide on that. It makes zero difference on your relationship with Jesus. You resisting a shot is not going to make you uh, closer to Jesus, and you taking the shots not going to make you closer to Jesus. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus on the cross. Any verbiage and terminology of salvation wrapped up with a vaccine is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. It's ungodly. It's a distortion and it's a perversion from the gospel that says we are saved through the cross of Jesus, period. But there's all this sort of uh, signaling that goes on that makes it sound like I'm more spiritual because I did or I didn't or I'm closer to Jesus or Jesus. No, no, no. Don't put don't blame Jesus for that. I've told all my friends, I wish they would get vaccinated. I wish they would, but I don't, it's your decision. It's fine. It's not going to affect my friendship with you. It's not going to affect your relationship with Jesus or your, hopefully not your relationship with me. And I certainly don't think I'm any better because I did or any worse because I did. It was a health decision. I don't feel any holier or closer to Jesus because I got a colonoscopy. You knew I was going to bring something crazy, right? You feel like you, you let, you, you're closer to Jesus because you chose to get a colonoscopy? Then, why, do you, why, then why, why would anyone feel like they're closer to Jesus because they got a vaccine? They're unrelated. Mm, mm, mm. It's silly. It's silly absolute silliness 
So when so people of God, when they start when people start wrapping uh, moralistic or spiritual language around uh, vaccination or non-vaccination, resist that like it's the plague. Rebuke it in the name of Jesus because it's not a spiritual thing. People do that to, to, to sure up their position because if they can make it a good and evil thing, then it gives them more leverage. Mm-hmm. Ain't playing that. Anyway, how did we get there? My fault. That's my fault. So be gentle, not violent. Not quarrelsome. Be looking for a fight all the time. Be on be cantankerous. <laughs> don't be a lover of money. You don't want someone a lover of money running the church. It has some over the here over the years. You know what I'm saying? We've all heard of them. We've seen them. Maybe you know some lovers of you know, but you don't want lovers of money leading the church. No. He must manage his own family well, verse four, and see that his children obey him. And he must do so. Now, look, watch. I like this. You need to manage your family well and see that your fam- your children obey you and must do it in a manner worthy of full respect. So you can't be a dictator, like, I'm, you know, with a, running your family with a strong fist. No, it's got to be done in a way that's respectable. Verse 5. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? That's true. Look, you know, I just can't let it go. Look, some people just don't like to get colonoscopies. Just say that. I don't like shots. I'm not going to get a shot. You don't have to make it good and evil. I don't like colonoscopies. I ain't getting one. Okay. Anyway. I digress. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Verse 6. He must not be a recent convert. Or he may become conceited. Yeah, you don't want a recent convert going into leadership in the church. Why? Because you, you start elevating people too quick, they start getting conceited. Paul's like Paul's very aware of human nature. So you got to be careful. Someone shows potential. They so they show a quick growth curve and they're you're growing quickly. But and they want to go. They want to go. They want to go. They want to go. I want the next thing. I want the next thing. I want to be the higher level. I want to be da, da, da. You got you to temper that, man. You got to like you got to pace it. They won't pace it. You got to pace it. Because it could get conceited. Um, and fall under the same judgment as the devil. So you don't want to turn out bad for him. Verse seven, he must also have a good reputation with outsiders. So can't just be, ha- can't just be loved by church folk. Church folk love him. The man at the supermarket can't stand him. The people he does business with can't stand him. The people that work for him can't stand him. No, nah, that ain't right. Then that doesn't, that person does not need to be an overseer in the church. They need to have a good reputation inside and outside the walls of the church. Their neighbors, 
Their neighbors, the neighbors can't stand them. They're the worst person in the neighborhood. But they, they church people love them. No, 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 no. They got to be consistency in the house of God and out in the world. It needs to be consistent. Good reputation. So that they will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. Verse 8. In the same way, deacons. Now, deacons um, are more uh, uh, task-oriented, more servants, more uh, they're more. Um, so if you think of elders, bishops, uh, overseers are more uh, governance or they, they, they oversee. Um, deacons are more task, more, uh, uh, they have like, um, in the book of Acts, they distributed food to the widows. They were in charge of that, that function. They're servants. Um, and so here, Paul's going to give some qualifications for, um, a deacon. Uh, in the same way, deacons are to be trust are to be worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine. Very similar to the qualification for elder. Don't be drunken. We're not drunken. And not pursuing dishonest gain. You have to be people of integrity, right? Um, they must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. They got to be spiritually mature. Understand that the deep, deeper truths of the of the of the uh, faith, um, and be convinced with a clear conscience. Right? They need to be. They need to be convinced. They need to be truly saved, truly Christians, truly believe in the Lord, truly believe in the truths of the gospel. They must first be tested, and then if there's nothing against them, they may serve as deacons. So they need to be vetted a little bit. You know. Tested, maybe interviewed, discussed. They may need to know. They need to be known. They need to be. They need to prove worthy of that kind of authority. In the same way, the women are to be worthy of respect and not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. A deacon must be faithful to his wife and must manage his children and household well. Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in the faith in Christ Jesus, in their faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 14, although I hope to come to you, this is more shifting gears a little bit, now a little bit more personal. And he says, uh, although I hope to come to you soon, I am writing you these instructions so that if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God. God's household, the church of the living God. Remember, he's uh, he's he's reminding Timothy of this as Timothy serves in a in a community where there is a in one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, where people are going to worship Artemis, this fertility goddess, looking to her for help in fertility and childbearing and reproduction. And Paul's like, remember how you are to conduct yourself in the house of God. You, this isn't the temple of Artemis. This is the house of God. It's the church of the living God. That is the pillar and foundation of truth. That, that temple that's outside your window to Artemis, that's not the pillar or foundation of truth. The house of God, Jesus is. And the house of God is the one that carries that. Beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. Here's the true, here's the true uh, mystery. 
He, Jesus, appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, and was taken up to glory. Amen. Appeared in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, and was taken up into glory. That's the gospel right there. Gospel in a nutshell, right there. Gospel in a little little poem. A little poem right there, the gospel, all up in it. (laughs) Right there. Ah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being on. That was quick, man. Just a couple 15 verses, 16 verses. So we'll jump in chapter four tomorrow. Thanks for being on. Thanks for my little tangent on our current events. Just got to love each other, man. Let's love each other. The enemy wants to divide. He wants to find a way to put one person over another or one group above another. Love. Especially in the household of faith, man. We got to stay together. Don't let the enemy put a foot, get a foothold. We talked about that Sunday. The enemy loves to get a foothold so that he can divide and, uh, and get us warring against each other. So, yeah, sorry. Sorry for the early morning talk about colonoscopies. That's my, my fault. My fault. I own that. That was me. I don't know what happened there. Uh, I, I apologize. I apologize. But hopefully, hopefully it served a larger point to make larger point to make a point. And uh, and we maybe, you know, think of things a little different. So one says, you know, it's a medical choice. Period. All right, let's not go there. Let's not go there again, guys. Let's pray. Let's talk to Jesus. That's what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. So now we pray. Let's do it. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the the uh, the task of an overseer. Lord, thank you for the the those um, who govern the church, those who um, serve in the church. Lord, thank you for those who uh, aspire uh, for this uh, noble task. Lord, would you encourage them, uh, pastors and leaders and elders and deacons? Um, all over our country, Lord, all over, all those represented on this podcast, morning prayer, Lord, encourage them and strengthen them, Lord. Help us to rightly divide the word of truth. Help us to teach with wisdom and uh, temperance and um, sober-mindedness, Lord. Lord, in this world that is so frantic, and uh, help us to be reasonable, Help us to be men and women of reason, God-inspired, Holy Spirit-inspired we, uh, reason and wisdom. Lord, in, in that, Lord, help us to be salt and light for the truth, the truth of the gospel. Lord, I pray for my friends today, whatever they're facing, whatever they have going on, whatever their needs are. Lord, I pray that you would touch them and encourage them, provide uh, an extra measure of grace and power. Uh, into their spirit today to accomplish the task that you have set for them. Lord, um, pray that you would be with us uh, as we um, as we continue through this week, as we continue through this journey through the scripture, Lord. May you apply these 
truths to our hearts. Lord, we don't want to be hearers only. We want to be doers of the word. So, Lord, help us truly change the world. Help us change our neighborhood. Help us change um, our family tree. Help us to uh, live the truths and the tenets of the word of God daily. Um, Lord, may we help to make your name great. Thank you so much for this day. Thank you for my friends. I pray your blessing upon each and every one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for praying. You guys are awesome. Love you guys so much. Hope you guys have a great day. Enjoy your Wednesday. And uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow with 1 Timothy chapter 4. We'll be on the other side of the hill. There's like, you know, six chapters. So chapter 3, we just finished top of the hill. Tomorrow, we start going 4, 5, and 6. So, all right. All right, you guys. Have a great day. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.